Welcome back to What's the Point of the Midrash, the weekly podcast where we take a look at a rabbinic text and offer suggestions to answer the question, what's the point of the Midrash? My name is Rabbi Josh Uter, and this week we are starting a brand new Sefer, a brand new book of the Bible, Sefer Bamidbar, the book of Numbers. And it's so called because it begins with a whole counting of the people of Israel. And in the course of the counting, it gets through, uh, gets to the tribe of Levi and particularly the family of Aaron. And in Bamidbar 3-4, Gimel Dalid, we are told, Vayamot nadavi yavihu lifnei Hashem behakrivam eish zara lifnei Hashem bemidbar Sinai uvanim lo hayu lahem v'chayehin elazar v'tamar al penei Aaron aviha. That Nadav and Avihu, the sons of Aaron, uh, died in the desert because they brought the strange fire before God uh, in the desert. They didn't have any kids, so Elazar and Itamar were appointed uh, instead of them. This, of course, all went down in Parshat Shmini, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 10, verse 1, and comes up every now and again, and it does so here as well. And because we have this mentioning of Nadav and Avihu, we have in Bamidbar Rabbah a few Midrashim about Nadav and Avihu. Uh, main ones we're going to be focusing on are from Bamidbar Rabbah 2.23, one line there, and 2.24, because we have some interesting statements about, the best way I could put this is God's grief because this comes up a few times and the Midrash kind of wants to address what's the deal and why particularly Nadav and Avihu get mentioned so often in the context of their death. After all, there are lots of people who do things they weren't supposed to do in the Torah, and we don't really hear about it all that often. So here we have a few Midrashim about Nadav and Avihu, in particular, the reaction of God to this death. So in 223, uh, we find that we find in several places the death of Nadav and Avihu is mentioned in the Torah. Uh, to teach that this was a these deaths were particularly painful before God. Because the children of Aaron were particularly loved, um, were particularly dear to God. So on one hand, you have Nadav and Avihu did something they weren't supposed to do that made them worthy of death by bringing that strange fire that wasn't commanded of them. But that doesn't mitigate God's grief as to their death because just because, again, you do something wrong doesn't mean you're not loved, uh, even when being punished. I'm sure parents can have some uh, empathy towards that statement. The next Midrash continues along these lines of the mentioning of the death of Nadav and Avihu. Uh, that the Torah mentions four times the death of Aaron's sons, and it also mentions their offense, meaning what they did. It wasn't just, oh, they died. Uh, like as it's mentioned here, it's uh, because they brought this uh, strange fire. And why is it mentioned so often like this? Because 
to teach you that they had no other sin in their hands except for this one alone. Meaning it wasn't that they were regularly wicked people. Uh, they just did this one bad thing. But this one bad thing was severe enough that it cost them their lives. And for anyone who reads this and thinks, well, gee, isn't that a bit harsh? The reality is in life, uh, everyone makes mistakes. Some mistakes are going to be more severe than others. Uh, you forget your keys or forget your wallet at home. Grand scheme of things, yeah, that's a mistake. That's an error in judgment. But consequences could be annoying, but they're not going to be that severe. Someone who decides to drive drunk made an incredibly poor uh, judgment call, but the consequences of drunk driving are way, way more severe. And even if the person otherwise lived a very good life, someone who drives drunk and, God forbid, kills someone, well, yeah, the penalty is going to be quite severe because of the nature of that transgression. Midrash continues, Amar Rebbe Elazar Hamodai, Rebbe Elazar Hamodai says, Go see how hard or how heavy the death of uh, the children of Aaron were on God. Because every time when the death is mentioned, he also mentions the offense. Same question as before, only different answer here. So that people should not, uh, not to give anyone living a pretext for maligning and insulting them, so that they should say that it's not because they were secretly uh, doing something wrong and that's why they died. Rather, it was out in the open that this was the only thing that they did wrong. What's fascinating to me about this particular pin from Revelazar Modai is that it's attributing to God that this is so hard for him that God had to go out of his way to mention this was the sin that they did and this is what caused them to die, he caused them to be killed by God, as in order to prevent other people from spreading malicious rumors after their death, kind of adding insult to injury, which also teaches that even though they did something that made them worthy of death, of a capital offense, God was still concerned with their reputation because they were so dear to him, particularly dear to him. The Midrash continues on the part of Vayamot Nadav Aviyu Lifnei Hashem, Nadav and Aviyu died before God. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Vechi Lifnei Hashem Metu, did they really die before God? Uh, not sure if this means like literally, or when you normally, when someone is before God, it's because there's a degree of sacredness uh, here, and it would seem that they sin, so that might not account for it. But rather, it's particularly hard for God when a, the children of righteous people die during the lifetime of their fathers. So here, the grief of God isn't just on the death of Nadav and Aviyu, he's also empathizing particularly with Aaron, a righteous person who lived to see the loss of his children, which is a particularly tragic thing for someone to experience. Midrash concludes here, when they brought the strange fire before God, Rav Yochanan Diyafo, uh, he asked uh, Rav uh, Pinchas uh, Ben Cham in the name of Rav Simon, 
Kan at amar lifnei Hashem, lifnei Hashem amim. How is it that the phrase before God is said twice? Lahalan at amar al penei But before Aaron your father in uh, Midbar Numbers 3-4 also, um, it's only mentioned once. Rather, it teaches that the grief of God was twice as strong or powerful as the grief of their father. With all of these statements, we have variations on a theme of, of basically God grieving over Nadav and Avihu, particularly because they were otherwise righteous and good people. And there are a lot of ideas that are related to this. And, you know, to think of Nadav and Avihu, the point of this Midrash being, well, Nadav and Avihu were just misunderstood and they need to be rehabilitated uh, in a way is an interesting approach because we find throughout uh, Midrashim, you find sometimes people who, according to the Pshat, the plain reading of the text, might have done something good or someone will read into it a more negative or critical uh, view of the person or vice versa. Someone's particularly wicked, someone reads something that's like, oh, once upon a time, this person did something good. And here you see God agonizing over the death of not of you, someone, you know, people who did something that was wrong, bad enough that made them worthy of death, uh, with God still being concerned about not just their well-being after death, uh, taking it personally because he liked them, being concerned for the father because liked them, like, you know, liked our own as well. Um, and, you know, to the point where God, you know, felt it, you know, twice as bad as Aaron did. And also, you know, concern for the reputations after death. As far as the point of this goes, the best I can come up with, aside from, you know, some rabbinic idea of needing to rehabilitate their reputations, is maybe the lesson here uh, comes to dealing with the death of pretty much anyone or the death of uh, righteous people or people you know, people uh, perceived to be righteous, that yes, it's painful for us, but can also be painful for God. And even if it comes to a case where the person might have, quote unquote, deserved it, which is a very dangerous thing to say when someone experiences tragedy to say, oh, you got what you deserved because you sinned. A whole bunch of discussions on Eov, a book of Job, Eov about that. Uh, not for now. But it does lead to, I guess, an interesting attitude that we may be able to take where, you know, they could have people who are generally righteous and decent people who may make a bad mistake that does warrant them being punished, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were irredeemable completely or that God is just, yeah, you know, completely vengeful and like, well, you sinned, I killed you and that's it. And maybe this opens the door for a little bit more moral complexity. And this is something which I don't think we do well with today, uh, particularly over certain transgressions where uh, certain things, uh, without giving specific examples, are going to be treated as greater, let's say, social sins than actual sins. Uh, you go through Torah in Halakha, there are certain transgressions today that aren't going to be as uh, socially I guess, severe, uh, important or big enough that we'd say, okay, yeah, this person's, you know, worth being damned for and other things that might be more minor. Well, today we're very much offended by it and would treat them as higher levels of sin. But at least here, you know, you have capital offenses are typically considered the worst. And despite that, yeah, you could have done something wrong. And again, something that's worth being killed, uh, killed over. But 
things are a lot more complicated than that. And maybe these midrashim are trying to introduce that level of moral complexity, that just because someone might be chayav mita, someone might be worthy of death and actually killed for it, doesn't mean that they are irredeemably wicked and that they shouldn't be mourned. Uh, Where exactly does this line lie and where does it not? I don't know. Uh, Not going to venture that here. But uh, I do think in either case, it's an interesting idea worth considering. Anyway, these are my thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours. What do you think is the point of the Midrash? Please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is at JUter. I'm also on Facebook or drop me an email on my website, www.joshuter.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and a wonderful Shabbat.